Well, good morning. My name is Dwayne Spearman. Welcome to Directional Bible Ministries. Today is April the 27th, and we are continuing our study through the book of Galatians together. So let's go ahead and open our Bibles to Galatians chapter number two. <clears throat> Excuse me. Last time we were together, we got down through verse number four. In Galatians chapter number two, verse number four, just for context, let's go ahead and start in verse number one. Then after an interval of 14 years, that obviously is not KJV. <laughs> um, <clears throat> then 14 years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, I took Titus with me. And of course, we talked about last time, this is 14 years after the first visit when he spent 15 days with Peter, so 14 years later. And I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to them which are of reputation by any means, I should run or had run in vain. And we talked about how that he went up really because of the revelation. The King James makes it seem like he went up by revelation, but it, it appears to be uh, he went up um, because the revelation and New American Standard, and it was because of a revelation that I went up. So he went up to talk about uh, the revelation. So I went up by revelation, or I went up because of the revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles. And then we know that the gospel that Paul preached among the Gentiles was the mystery. Uh, faith and the death bear on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but privately to them which were of reputation, referring to the the most eminent apostles there in Jerusalem, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. In other words, he wanted to make sure that they were on the same sheet of music so that he wouldn't have problems later down the road. Um, there wouldn't be contradictions. There wouldn't be disagreements. And then he says in verse 3, But neither Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. And of course, Titus was a Greek. He was obviously a grace believer. And they were insisting that he be circumcised to be saved. Remember, the whole point of the Jerusalem Council was over that issue of circumcision, keeping the law. You remember in Acts chapter number 15, <clears throat> the very first verse, and certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. So apparently, um, you know, Titus, according to this verse, he refused to do that. He refused to put himself back under the law. And that was the whole point of the Jerusalem Council. Should these Gentile grace believers. And again, the issue was not the Gentile kingdom believers. The Gentile kingdom believers were proselytes. They had been circumcised. They had come under the law. They were keeping the law of Moses. They were involved in, in, in you know, everything that the Jewish believers were involved in. Um, they were converts into Judaism. However, at issue here is not the Gentile believers or the Gentile kingdom believers, but the Gentile grace believers. Um, and, you know, Titus was one of them, and he refused to be circumcised. So that, that is what the issue was for the Jerusalem Council. 
and that because of false brethren unawares brought in who came in privily to spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might bring us into bondage. So the false brethren are the ones uh, that brought the message in, in Acts chapter 15, verse number one. They're the ones that came in and said, hey, you need to be circumcised if you're going to be saved. Uh, you Gentiles, you need to submit to uh, the law. And therefore, they were bringing them into bondage. They, unlike many in the church today, realized that Paul's message was different than the twelve. And that's where we really go off the rails and we really start disagreeing. And And for years, I just never, ever thought there was a difference between the message of, of the apostles, period, including Paul. But it's obvious that Paul had received a, a mystery, a, a, a revelation that told him that um, the, the gospel of grace was simply by belief in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's why he says in Romans uh, chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, um, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That wasn't the message that Peter and the twelve were preaching. The message that Peter and twelve were preaching is repent and be baptized. Uh, it was it required repentance and baptism. They were not optional uh, to the kingdom message. Um, so that was unique. I mean... And we've talked about this, and we'll keep talking about it, keep hammering it. Once you begin to see that, and I, we refer to that as rightly dividing. And again, you're not dividing error from truth. You're dividing truth from truth. There was a truth for Israel that had nothing to do with the Gentile, and a truth for the church or the Gentile that had nothing to do with Israel. I just did a whole series, Romans chapter 11, rightly divided. If you try to mesh those two together, you're going to confuse everything that Paul's trying to say in Romans chapter number 11, if you do that. Um, you've got to rightly divide it, is all I'm trying to say. Um, so let's get back to, uh, to verse number four. So these false brethren were bringing, uh, they had come in to privately spy out their liberty. Now, Paul will go on to say in Galatians 5, 1 through 5, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And again, that yoke of bondage is the law. Do not put yourself back under the law. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if you be circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. Why? Because you're not no longer placing your faith simply in Christ, but now you're, you're putting it in faith plus law. Uh, for I testify again to you that every man that is circumcised, he is the debtor to keep the whole law. You can't pick and choose which parts of the law you want to believe. You know, our Seventh-day Adventist friends, they ignore every part of the law except for Saturday. Um, Christ has become of no effect to you, whoever you are, who are justified by the law. If you're seeking your justification by the law, then you're going to have to submit to the totality of the law. You've fallen from grace. In other words, you're back under works again. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. 
So again, unlike those who in like the seven the SDAs and many others, uh, you either keep the whole law or none of the law. And finally, the fact that he refers to them as false brethren implies a bit of chicanery. In other words, they infiltrated the group. They came in to be. They came in feigning to be one of them, but they were not. As soon as they got inside, they began to correct them. Uh, they were never part of the fellowship. Uh, they merely came in to spy it out. Uh, that's all they were looking for. And then notice in verse number five, where we pick up today, to whom we give place, to whom we give place by subjection. No, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue in in you uh, or with you. Paul's response was instant, in that he says they did not yield to what these pretenders were saying, not even for a minute, an instant. His point is that anything added to grace is no longer grace. Grace plus anything is works, period. Grace plus anything is works. Uh, This is the other gospel that he was referring to in chapter 1 and verse number 8. In chapter 1, verse number 8, when he says here, But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you. That other gospel is faith plus works. I believe it was a mixing of the kingdom with the grace gospel. Uh, It was a mixing of of works with grace, which equals works. You forfeited grace at that point. And that's why why he says back here, uh, where was it, in Galatians 5, he says, if you be circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. Okay? He'll profit you nothing. Again, I say that every man that's circumcised, he's a debtor to keep the whole law. Because if you're seeking to be justified by the law, you've actually fallen from grace. In other words, it's no longer grace. Uh, Again, grace plus anything is works. The other gospel is what has destroyed the church, in my opinion, today. And I did it for years. You know, you need to repent. You need to be baptized. Um, you need to do good works. You need to study your Bible every morning. Oh, but remember, it's it's by it's by grace that you are saved. Well, that's a contradiction in terms. It's either works or it's grace. I neither have to do these things to be saved, or I don't have to do these things to be saved. Now we spin it, and I spun it because I do believe I've always believed it's salvation by faith and not of works, lest any man should boast. But then I would say. But the true um, proof that you have faith is that you will do these things. And, 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 I, and I believe that. I mean, you will do these things. But again, we've convoluted the two. You have to do this in order to get salvation. But, you know, it's by faith. No, you're preaching a, another gospel. You're not preaching the same gospel that the Apostle Paul preached. You are attempting to mingle the gospel of the kingdom with the gospel of grace, the gospel of the 12 with the gospel of Paul. Uh, And I believe that is what is happening in the church today. Now notice verse 6, But of these who seem to be somewhat whatsoever they are, it maketh no matter to me, God accepteth no man's person. For they who seem to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. Now he's referring to the council in Jerusalem and his meeting with the 12. 
those are the ones that he is saying who seem to be somewhat. In other words, who were important. And, and his point is that they had nothing to add um, or offer in regard to the mystery that God had uniquely shared with him. Um, they didn't have anything to add to that at all. Matter of fact, they didn't even know what he was talking about. But of those who seem to be somewhat, whosoever thou art maketh no man than me, God accepteth no man's person. That's parenthetical. So it should read, but of those who seem to be somewhat, they that for they who seem to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. In other words, if anything, he shared things with them that they uh, did not know, i.e. the mystery. So he says they didn't add anything. They didn't give me any extra information. Uh, everything I laid on them was new to them. It's the same thing he said back in chapter number one and verse number 16. Uh, in verse number 16, he says, To reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen immediately, I conferred not with flesh and blood. Why? Because what good would it have done for him to confer with flesh and blood? Because they didn't know what he was talking about. The mystery was uniquely revealed to Paul and to Paul only. Paul was uniquely the apostle to the Gentiles. He said, I magnify my ministry. I focus on that ministry. Paul was not called to the nation of Israel. Why? Because Paul had a different message. His was not a kingdom works message. His was a grace, faith message. Um, and then notice in verse 7, but contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the circumcision was committed to me, so who is they? The 12, the ones that were in Jerusalem at the council. When they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed to me, and the gospel of the circumcision was committed unto Peter. So in the end, they all realized that what Paul had received was for the Gentiles, and that it was not the same message that Peter had for the Jews. Where I believe many go astray today is that they believe one of two things in this regard. First, uh, the only thing that Paul shared with them was that the Gentiles were now included in God's plan. Now, I've read that in numerous con commentaries. In other words, the only thing, the revelation that God gave to Paul that he enlightened them with at the Council of Jerusalem was that now the Gentiles were included in God's plan. That's what many will say. That is what the mystery was, that now it's the Gentiles are a part of God's plan. The problem was that, with that view is that the Gentiles have always been in God's plan. It's just that God wanted to use the Jewish nation to do it. His desire, plan A, was that the Christ would come they would crucify him, which would make uh, it possible to forgive their sins that were committed under the Old Testament so that he could establish a New Testament with them and offer them the kingdom. And then they would go and take the message to the Gentile nations. The Gentiles have always been in God's plan. So people who say that 
Paul's mystery that he shared with the Twelve in Jerusalem was simply that the Gentiles were now included in God's plan. Gentiles were always included in God's plan. It's just the, the, the nation of Israel refused to be the priests that he desired for them to be to do it. They refused to accept the king and his kingdom. In other words, they refused to repent and be baptized. So now God is going to go around them and let Paul take it to them. That is the mystery. The second uh, view that people see is that Paul's revelation was simply that the Jews, um, now that they are Christians, simply that the Jews, now that they are Christians, should stop keeping the law. So the second way people erroneously view what Paul shared with the council was that Paul was just telling them that they need to stop keeping the law. No, (laughs) under the kingdom gospel, the law was required. They had to keep uh, the law. they, They were never relieved of keeping the law. The kingdom gospel was always in keeping with the law. The, the under the gospel of the kingdom, the law was required. Um, so the bottom line was that Paul's message of grace was for the Gentile apart from the law. Um, Paul's message was for the Gentile that the Gentile did not have to keep the law. And it was a grace message, therefore, they didn't have to keep the law. If they had to keep the law, then it would not be a grace message gospel. So, of course, after the rejection of the kingdom, um, and I believe the rejection of the kingdom, and some will disagree, uh, the rejection of the kingdom was final in 70 AD once the temple uh, was destroyed. Um, It would be the only saving gospel for both Jew and Gentile. In other words, there is no kingdom gospel, or at least there should not be, but in the average Southern Baptist church there is. uh, There should not be a preaching of a kingdom gospel today, Uh, which, you know, there are some that preach it exclusively still today, but most mingle it. Uh, They they mingle a kingdom with grace gospel. They, They mingle works and grace together, which Paul was clearly saying was another gospel. Of course, I do not believe that Paul fully grasped all this at the time. Um, I believe that Paul experienced what we call progressive revelation. So when Paul um, received the mystery, I believe somewhere around Acts chapter number 13, personally, uh, he didn't receive it in chunks. (laughs) Uh, He received it piece by piece. He first he received that he was going to be the Gentile, the apostle to the Gentile. He was going to take this new grace gospel to the Gentiles and then it was later that it was revealed to him that uh, the Jewish nation was not going to repent. It was later that the, the, the that yeah, it was revealed to him that the nation of Israel, uh, the promise the kingdom offered to the nation of Israel was going to be postponed. Later, it was revealed to him the rapture of the church. Later, it was revealed to him the formation of the church. Later, Paul came to revelations, an abundance of revelations, and we call that um, progressive 
Revelation. So I'm going to wrap up there today. Uh, next time we get together, we'll get in to verse number eight, which is just a parenthetical statement to what he just said in verse number seven. So uh, we'll get into that next time we get together. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.